Have you noticed that politicians struggle to enact the things they run on? That regardless of who wins elections, lawmakers find they cannot pass whatever legislation they like? They find themselves bound by what is popular, or at least their sense of it. They can only act within a narrow set of ideas, and that range is called the Overton Window. On the Overton Window podcast, we look at issues around the country. We talk to people who change what is politically possible. So uh, at least on this episode, it might change what's possible in the future. One of the longstanding strategies to build interest and momentum in politics and on particular issues is to engage young people. There's a lot of them, and a lot of them congregate on college campuses. And since time moves in only one direction, the theory goes that getting people active and engaged around an issue is to engage their interests young, and in particular, when they're in college. Uh, I am Jarrett Skorup with the Mackinac Center. I'm sitting in today for James Homan, our, our typical host. I'm joined today by my colleague, Tori Altman. She's one of the co-founders of the Saginaw Valley State University Turning Point Group. And she's an intern with us here at the Mackinac Center. So, Tori, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. All right. So tell me, so what is Turning Point? What, what, is, what is this group that you've started? So Turning Point USA, I started it with my friend Brooke Dooley in fall of 2020. It's a nonprofit, nonpartisan political organization. It works to advance and educate on the principles of limited government, free markets, individual liberties, and freedoms. So you can see with that description that my role at the Mackinac Center is quite fitting. So, Right, right. So I would imagine, you know, it's if a Turning Point is more on that, that side of the issues, um, most college students uh, tend to be more left-leaning. Actually, I tell people most college students are, are apathetic on lots of these issues, but what's your experience with the, how are the students at SVSU? You know, SVSU is better than a lot of colleges, and I think we've been very grateful for that, um, for our smaller campus and students just being um, more respectful of differing opinions um, with that smaller community. So uh, SVSU hasn't been the worst, but um, we've definitely heard horror stories from our friends in other chapters and other universities. So, what what's the typical student you're you're talking to? Are they engaged politically? Not so much. Heavily engaged on the other side. We talk to everybody. I mean, typically we have those political science students, criminal justice students coming up to our table that are more interested in what we're doing. Um, But we table and we talk to everybody. We table in all areas of campus outside of all business areas, political science areas, criminal justice. We want to reach as many students as we can. And it doesn't matter what you're studying. And uh, what what's the point of the group? What do you how do you decide to do it? and, And what are you guys trying to do? So like I said, we decided to do it when we were working on the John James campaign in the fall of 2020. And really, it was him that inspired us to do it. He was um, speaking at an event and he motivated young people, you know, Um, get out there and motivate others and do what you believe in and um, speak on that. And so I think our main goal with that and getting students involved is to educate students about the importance of freedom and free markets and limited government and then to find more students and empower them to also be activists across the country and um, promote those same things that we believe in, limited government and individual liberties. And then another big thing that Turning Point's very big on is organizing those students because, um, I mean, there's power in the collective, not the individual. So finding those like-minded students and creating that safe space for civil discourse that isn't necessarily popular on campuses, but it's needed. So um, I think that's really the biggest thing in getting students engaged. Did you... 
when you got to school, how, were were you a conservative student, libertarian? Were you on the left, apathetic? Um, where where was your worldview at? So I've always um, leaned more conservative, and that might be to do with my upbringing. I've had a very stable household. Um, my parents are great. I go to church on Sunday. You know, I went to a Christian school, so I was raised in that environment, and my views kind of stayed in line with that. But I think going to campus, it definitely made me see things from different points of view and um, not necessarily that sheltered lifestyle. So I would say I definitely lean conservative, libertarian on these issues, and I think that bringing in that perspective to students on campus is really helpful. And just, again, that civil discourse, because everyone, we have Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians in our club, and we have all of the same conversations, and it's all civil, and that's what we want to do, just have different points of views brought up and talked about. Well, that I think that that defies probably the stereotype of <laughs> a lot of people, of what, what they think of when they, they think the college campus, but that's probably a credit to how you guys are, are running the group. What's So what are some of the events that you guys have held, um, anything of, of note that you'd like to talk about? Right. So we started it right in the thick of COVID. So a lot of what we've been able to do has been very limited. Um, Can't do a lot in person. We did a lot of um, seminars online. Um, We did had hosted an ex Antifa member, uh, Gabriel Nadalas. That was that had a great turnout for students on campus because that was you know summer of 2020, everything going on and all of that. So um, that brought awareness to a lot of kids. Got a different perspective on what was going on throughout the summer. We also had a lawyer come talk to us about our First Amendment rights on campus. Um, We had uh, Andres Goulartes. He's uh, from Venezuela. He talked about the fall of Venezuela. We did our own event where we did cocoa for capitalism and just set up a table and gave out hot cocoa to students and promoted capitalism that day. So we do a lot of fun things like that on campus when we can. And again, we struggle with COVID. Yeah, sure. And uh, so the how did... uh how's your experience be in terms of trying to get accepted as a group? Are you, are you an official club on campus? Is it just something you kind of set up? How does that work? So we're now officially a registered student organization on our campus. Um, that wasn't the case right off the bat. It was incredibly difficult to find an advisor. Um, that was our biggest goal. And that was kind of what I undertook when we were starting this chapter. Um, I was emailing student life, uh, heads of departments, criminal justice, political science, again, those those people that might be interested in being our advisor. And they came back to me and just said, no, they weren't interested in doing it. There was already a conservative club on campus, and that was College Republicans. And if we wanted to join that, we could. And again, we had an issue with that because we were going in there not wanting the label. We wanted to have people from all areas of politics and all different ideas in this area for civil discourse. And so that wasn't working for us. So we did it anyway. And we weren't a registered, registered student organization yet. And we came in as a public organization onto a public university and did a 9-11 memorial. And that was really the eye-opening thing for us with starting this during COVID. Um, we set up a table with hand sanitizer. We were all wearing our masks, socially distanced, trying to follow the rules as best we could. And not even 10 minutes into it, we got kicked off. And um, not even 50 feet from us, there's a protest going on. Um, a man had come to our campus holding a sign that said, all lives matter and ask me why you're going to hell. And so a full-on protest started there and we were escorted off, but that continued to go on. And there's media coverage of that. You can see pictures of students not socially distanced, but us honoring um, 9-11 and our first responders that it wasn't our first amendment right, but it was their first amendment right to be there. So. Wow. 
Yeah, and it, it it's interesting. It fits with the podcast. So, I mean, the, the idea behind the Overton window is that a lot of times people just look out there and they think, all right, this is the Democrat position. This is a Republican. Um, and the, the point of this podcast is that there's a variety of views. And it's not even labeling them good or bad, but it's it's kind of on this left to right, more freedom to less freedom perspective. And so when you're trying to get your faculty advisors out there, apparently they're just seeing this as we have a group on the right. That's the Republican Party. Um, when really there's this big spectrum on the right and, of course, on the left, um, as you mentioned, with those those protesters. So there's some irony um, that of not sometimes people aren't very good judges of, of the variety of views that are on on the other side. So what does a uh, success look like for your group? What's the the accomplishments you guys want to do? So this is a big question. I think success is kind of subjective for a lot of people in general and then in subjective for different chapters, too. Um, for us, I mean, you can have goals written or unwritten and really, I think face value success is just like reaching those milestones and accomplishments. But really, I think the deeper level of that is, are you happy doing what you're doing and looking successful while you're doing that? Because you might feel successful and not be successful or vice versa. And that's really important. And taking that even a step further, I think, success lies in uh, motivating others and um, helping others find the tools that they need to better themselves. And really like, that's what success is. We all need to better ourselves. We're never going to stop learning. Mm -hmm. And I think if we're happy doing what we're doing, we're helping others and we're reaching those milestones and getting those achievements, that's, that's success. So. What's your sense of the state of kind of a I guess I'll, I'll limit it to the conservative student activism on, on colleges just, just across the country. Is it a high point? Is it a low point? Um, where, where do things stand now from your perspective? I think right now um, students that are like-minded with us and believe in limited government and our individual liberties, I think we're all very motivated right now with seeing everything that's gone on these past few years with this pandemic and Getting involved in Turning Point has been very encouraging as a college student. I wasn't aware how many kids actually are aligned with us and do believe what we believe in and are as passionate as we are. And that was very heartwarming because we don't see that a lot in the media. That's not what's portrayed at all. Um, mm -hmm. You never see these Turning Point events. I mean, the Student Action Summit had thousands of students there. America Fest had, I think, 15,000. I mean, we were all conservative students organizing together. And like I said, it's the power is in the collective. Like all of us together, empowered and being activists on our campus, that's what's going to make the difference. And I think right now it's it's there's fire there for it and people are pumped up for it. So you're you're one of these uh, rare groups on the right, and you're you're not affiliated with a party, as you mentioned. So what do you guys do, or how do you work to separate yourself from the Republican or Democratic Party, or people who just see you through that lens? Right, and a lot of people we do get that label a lot that we are just labeled Republican, and we we focus on that a lot that we don't deal with any social issues, and that's interesting being on a college campus because that's what a lot of kids are interested in is the social aspect of things. And we're not dealing with that. We meet to talk about policy. We talk about fiscal policy, where our nation is, what's on track, what's not. Um, plans that presidents have posed. We did a uh, rundown of Trump's plans versus Biden's plans. And it's not to say one's better than the other. It's just strictly a comparison. And we have different ideas. So it's just really cool to have those conversations about it. 
do you do you have those conversations then engage with you know it sounds like you're doing a lot of that intra in in the group um with people a lot of different views and especially if you're nonpartisan you're going to have a lot of different views do you do a lot of that with um any of the groups on with on the left side of the spectrum or do they host debates or do they just kind of leave it open to allow the students to come in or how's that work we definitely have tried to get involved with other student organizations on campus. We try to invite them to our events, especially college Republicans, college Democrats, anyone involved in politics. Um, there's a YAF group, I think, on our campus. Mm-hmm. There's pro-life. Anyone that's involved in that, we invite them to our events. And, you know, we like to be invited to their events as well. Um, we had a pumpkin painting contest. We gave all of the student groups a pumpkin to come paint if they brought their club members to come join us. So we love getting everyone involved like that. Um, and we hope that if we do that, it is reciprocated to us. So that's what we've been doing. Oh, very cool. Um, so are you guys treated similar to, you talked a little bit about the struggle of finding a faculty advisor, but besides that, once you've gotten through and gotten approved, are you treated similar to other student groups? Um, are you treated worse? Um, not, not even just the how you are by the the day to day of the students you're interacting with, but just from the administrative side, um, what are you what are you looking at? What are you dealing with? I would say we've actually um, had a better response from students than administration. Um, students mm-hmm. want us there more than the administration does, and um, we've had some struggles with that. I mean, they they're doing a lot better than what they were in the beginning, and I think that was just a matter of showing that we weren't there to cause problems. We don't want to cause problems. That's not our intention. We just seriously want to educate. And so I think once we showed that we weren't there to cause any problems, it definitely got better with us and administration. But we get get some of those things where it was like we got canceled for COVID guidelines that weren't really not following COVID guidelines, or we didn't get approved for a room. And you could see uh, college Democrats getting approved for a room and us not getting approved for a room. So there was slight bias there, but it did get better throughout the year as we proved that we weren't there to cause a problem. Well, throughout the history of the United States, uh, the youth movements have also have often started things and, and caused towards a trend of where political parties go in the future or where things go, whether it's from civil rights era or Vietnam or Ronald Reagan, people don't realize, won the youth vote, um, which kind of led to a trend a little bit more towards conservatism for that group as they grew up. Um, so we'll see what happens uh, at the college level and uh But anyways, Tori, thanks for coming on and good luck in your attempts to shift the Overton window. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overton Window, a podcast from the Mackinac Center. Please subscribe and rate. For more, check us out at www.mackinac.org. That's Mackinac with a C, like the island.